Welcome to the Natural Life Academy. Two mums sharing simple steps to a more natural life, for better health and a happier planet. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Natural Life Academy. I'm Kylie Ryan. And I'm Claire Cameron. And today we are going to be sharing with you five really quick, simple things that you can do to start living a more natural life right now today. And when I say simple, I'm emphasizing the simple. That is what we, were, we are all about in these podcasts. So these are just really little tips. And in the coming episodes, we'll expand on some of these as well. We understand that life is busy, people are busy, and that it can actually feel quite overwhelming to move towards the natural life if it's not necessarily something that you have had experience with in the past. So we today we wanted to give you our top five like bang for your buck health actions, five simple things that you can do that are really going to make a big impact on your health and the health of those in your household without you feeling like you are overwhelmed with too much. Exactly, because that's the last thing we want to do. Because I think we both, when we started our natural life journeys, journeys, I hate using that word. But, I hate it too. But we, we, both, we both did it on our own and it was pretty hard. Well, for me it was hard. Carly, would you say it was hard for you? Yeah, and it was slow going. There exactly. Was, there was definitely like this is, you know, almost six years in the making for my Same. family and it was yeah. super slow. Um and I think at the time, if I think back, you know, there, there weren't podcasts out there. There wasn't actually a heap of information because it, it's almost like it was kind of the beginning of a really big emphasis on moving towards more natural things in your life. Um, so it took a lot more research for me to do oh. it. And yeah, it just, it was not super simple. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. It took so much work and so much effort and so much trial and error. And so much money. And that's what we want to try and help you guys avoid with this podcast. So, all right, should I start? Should I get into it? Yeah, go. (laughs) All right. So number one, um, Carly and I talk a lot about toxins to avoid in your home. And it can be really confusing because a lot of the chemical ingredients, some of them might be perfectly safe, but they've got this chemical sounding name that sounds really scary. So it's kind of hard to decipher what is okay and what's not okay. So the first thing that we always suggest to people when it comes to cutting out chemicals or reducing chemicals is cutting out fragrance because it's a really easy one to recognize. Um, You'll see it's in everything too. It's it's in everything. And oh, should probably say why we want to avoid fragrance. So the reason we want to avoid fragrance is because it's like the Colonel Sanders secret recipe. I always use this example, even though I don't, uh, KFC isn't something that's in our meal rotation, but <laughs> it's, so the Colonel Sanders secret spice recipe, nobody knows the recipe. And that's the thing with fragrance is that when fragrance, the term came up, it was now I've forgotten the date. Anyway, quite a while ago, back when the perfume houses wanted to, keep their recipe safe from the next perfume house, which is fine. So they didn't want to know what sort of combination of ingredients they had. But the thing is the law hasn't changed since then. And since then companies have started adulterating the fragrances, whether it's to make it less expensive or to mask the fragrance of chemicals. So this fragrance, I'm doing inverted commas, even though you can't see me. 
could contain any number of chemical ingredients and they don't have to disclose it. And in fact, they won't. If you contact a company and you ask them what's in their fragrance, and I have done this for many, many companies, they will say it is their proprietary information and they're not disclosing it. Mm. So the number one thing that's usually in fragrance is phthalates, which are really bad for your hormones, which we're going to talk about. I think we'll dedicate an entire episode to that. Yeah, Kylie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's why we want to avoid fragrance. And the easiest way to see it is if you look at a product and it's got scented, lemon scented, ocean breeze scented, anything like that on it, avoid it. If it has fragrance in the ingredients or p- perfume, perfume, perfume to be fancy. But seeing as we said, we'd make this super, super simple for you. Before you freak out and start looking at all your products around your home and throwing them out, just pick one thing. If you use those reed diffusers, there's something you can live without for a little while until you replace them with something a little more natural. Get rid of them. Or scented candles. Or scented fabric softener. Or those spray things that spurt out. Yes. Fragrance at you. Air freshener sprays. The Airwick. Is it Airwick? Is that the brand? Yes. Yes. Um, Anyway, any of those things that spurt fragrance out at you to apparently make your house smell nice, which, yes, you will have a nice smell in your home, but you are also going to be wreaking havoc on your endocrine system, which we will talk about later. But there's, there's such easy things that you can get rid of that you may not have thought about before, but don't try and do it all in one go. No. Just pick one thing. And you might not even realize... I was just talking to a friend the other day who's not, she's not very natural, but she said to me that she, that she had one of those airwick things and she, I don't know whether we're allowed to say, maybe I'll just say an air freshener thing and she's getting headaches all the time and she couldn't work out why she was getting headaches all the time. All of a sudden got rid of the thing, no more headaches. So yeah. 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 Surprise. (laughs) Do the same thing where you know you're walking through the perfume department of a mm. of a department store. Okay, let's move All right. on. To we can talk about two. this forever. Yeah, so and these on are to number to be two, short, early. snappy episodes. Yeah. Okay. So number two is add an extra serve of greens to your diet every day. Now, there's really obvious ways you can do this, but if you are someone who maybe has oats or something in the morning, you might think I'm a little bit crazy and a little bit gross but <laughs> it's actually really easy and you can't taste it if you grate oat uh, zucchini into your oats and then you cook it so you grate it in before you heat it and I promise you cannot taste it if you like smoothies I add spinach zucchini like heaps of different veggies into our smoothies and they still taste like chocolate or they still taste like vanilla or banana or berry or whatever other flavor you like because you can't taste them when they're in the smoothie. Um, you know, there's your obvious options of lunch and dinner and easy ways to do that, but I'm trying to help you with the less obvious ways. Yep, my kids can't taste it either. And my big one is the fussiest of fussy eaters and like food detective for hidden things. Mm. He doesn't know. What they don't know doesn't hurt them. Exactly. It does them good. Because, <laughs> so the reason that we add these extra vegetables is because we know that we need all of these nutrients to thrive, um, to be super healthy. And you know, as busy mums, sometimes it can be really hard to put ourselves first in our diet and everything. So doing something like, yeah, 
adding a handful of spinach to your smoothie mm. in the morning doesn't take very much time, but the health benefits are really, really good. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Well said, Claire. <laughs> All right. Um, number three, while we're still on, uh, I guess, physical health is, and this is so obvious, but we often forget it, is to drink enough water through the day because that's how our body gets rid of toxins. One of the ways that our body gets rid of toxins is with water. And I always say to my kids, like when they're sick, they have to drink lots of water to wash the germs away. And it's the same with our bodies just through the day and especially when you're sick. The first thing I do is up my water intake significantly. So, And when you're sick, it's actually... It's actually one of the last things you feel like doing though when you're sick is upping your water intake, but it is the most beneficial thing Mm. that you can do. I mean, I'm going to put my hand up and say that generally I'm, unless I'm really concentrating on it, if I weren't to think about it, I'm a pretty average water drinker. Well, then you're the best person to ask this question. What do you think would be (laughs) tips for drinking water? Because I've actually, that's one thing I don't struggle with because I always have a water bottle with me. I guess that's my number one tip. I was going to say that is my number one tip and make it a decent size. So if you have a water bottle that you are going to have to refill often, you're just not going to drink the water because even if it's not far to get to a tap to fill it, you're still going to find other things that you can do that are going to distract you from filling the water bottle. So a decent size I think is my biggest tip. And also figuring out whether you are more able to drink water when it's warm, room temperature, or cold. I'm not a yes. good water drinker of cold water. Me I'm either. much better if it is room temperature. So, yeah, yeah figuring that out. Um, if you are someone who really just doesn't like the taste of water, putting some chopped fruit in there. Um, I like lemon water. A lot of people don't like lemon water, but you can absolutely put slices of oranges and watermelon and things in the bottom of your water bottle. Just make sure you don't leave it in there too long. If you don't have, <laughs> if you don't have a see-through water bottle, water, then you shouldn't. Um, yeah, if you don't have a see-through water bottle, and like mine is stainless steel, and you cannot see through it. Just, you know, keep an eye on that <laughs> and My and really keep an eye on the size of the, um, like the spout that you drink from. Is it easy to actually extract that fruit after you push it in? Yeah. Just There's another hot tip. Little things <laughs> to think of. Uh, but yeah, that the water bottle is definitely my biggest one and the temperature of the water and even find other ways to get water in. If you are still really finding it hard and you enjoy herbal tea, then have it in herbal tea. Like it's all liquid that counts. So we make smoothies with water instead of milk in our house because it's just another way to get water in without noticing and it tastes good. So mm, that's probably my hot tip. And if you're really bad at remembering water then i recommend adding it to so it's called habit habit linking no i can't remember exactly what it's called we might do an episode on it one day um but connecting your water drinking with something else so if you get up every single morning and you make yourself a cup of coffee try and put a glass next to the coffee machine so that every morning before you have your cup of coffee you have a drink of you have a glass of water and just so connecting it with other things that you do or maybe you've got a you put a glass in the bathroom so every time you clean your teeth you have a big glass of water um little things like that and then i i think 
this is probably not scientifically based, but the more water you drink or once you start getting into it, then you actually, your body starts telling you when it really needs water mm. and you drink yeah. a bit more. And then it's much easier to remember, like when it's habit, you don't have to concentrate on it, on it as much. I'm breastfeeding exactly. at the moment and I don't have to concentrate as much on drinking water. I don't have to try as hard because it's now habit. I do actually have like really a, thirsty. I have a timing system in my head as well. Like I have by, you know, 12 o'clock, my water bottle is 750 mil. So by lunchtime, I have to have had two of my water bottle. And then that gives me, you know, another six hours or so before dinner um, to have another two. So because I try and have at least three litres a day while breastfeeding, which obviously most people would not have to have more than three litres a day because if you're not breastfeeding, you know, you don't use as much liquid. But, yeah, so I kind of had timings in my head as to when I should be drinking a certain amount to buy. We're so similar. I'm pretty much <laughs> the same thing with mine. And we're, oh, it's not dear. OCD at all of us, is it? Not at all. No. <laughs> no. Having set times a day that we have to have refilled our water bottles by. Anyway, let's move on to the okay. next topic before people think we're crazy. Which does actually connect with, with number three of drink more water. And it is number yes. four is listen to your body. So that kind of goes, it's in lots of areas of your life. Um, for example, you know, if you are someone who exercises and you normally do high intensity exercise, but you wake up and you are exhausted and your body is stiff and you go to push yourself to do that exercise, maybe just take a moment to listen to your body. I feel like, and I think you'll probably agree with me, um, I feel like probably. over the years we have been encouraged to just get on with it. Mm-hmm. It's pop a pill, soldier on of, the codril. Yeah, get rid of the symptom. Don't find the cause of the problem. Just get rid of the symptom, and get on with it. And it's like um, we are celebrated for never resting, for never taking the time that our body needs to heal. It's like we are expected to go to work when we're really unwell, or you know, just keep soldiering on, and that's it. Isn't that the exact words of specific mm. cold and flu tablets? Soldier on. They literally say soldier on. They do. Like we're, we're meant to act like robots, which is the complete yeah. opposite of living a natural life. And we will get further into this next thing in another episode. But as a female, our cycle and our hormones are simply not designed for us to function that way. We are. Everyone is a cyclic being and... We all go through cycles and our hormones take us through cycles and we are just not meant to soldier on every single day of the month. It's just not how our bodies were programmed. Um, And I think that we forget to listen to them. You know, a great example is if we have a headache, most people would reach for a Panadol, but why do you have a headache? Have you had enough water? You know, have you? My husband hates me when I say that to him every time. Have you had enough water? Yeah. It's as a teacher, it's my first recommendation. I have I teach mm. young kids and they come to me all the time and say, I have a headache and the first thing I say to them is, You need to go and have an extra bottle of water, go and fill your water bottle and I want you to drink that within, you know, the next thirty minutes and then we're gonna see how you feel. And we've also been programmed that when we have discomfort in our body, that it shouldn't be there for long. Mm. And I'm saying this as I think of the children that I teach and my own kids, that when I say 
go and have some water if they tell me they have a headache they will come back within three minutes they're like i've had some water and it's not gone yeah but it's not like discomfort is okay discomfort is our body's way of telling us that something is not right and we need to do something about it and it's not necessarily going to be a super quick fix but in the long run you will end up with less headaches if you drink more water than if you were to pop a Panadol because if you're still dehydrated in four hours when that Panadol wears off guess what's coming back and probably a lot worse yeah 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 it's so true um and I also will add to that it seems to be the thing no you might get a headache and you ignore that by taking a Panadol. And then the next thing, you'll start to get a sore throat and you have a lozenger and a Panadol and you keep soldiering on. And then you'll be knocked out with tonsillitis the next week because your body said, I tried to tell you, I tried to warn you, you needed to slow down or you needed to drink more water or you needed to eat some better food and you didn't listen. So now I'm going to make you lie down yeah. and rest. Yeah. It's always a way. And people always say, it's the least convenient time for me to get so sick. And that's exactly why it happens. Because in the lead up, you were making yourself so, so busy trying to Mm -hmm. go, go, go to do whatever it is that needed to be done at that really inconvenient time. And your body was trying to tell you, you need to slow down. You need to give me a little bit of time to rest and recuperate here, or I'm going to collapse on you. And you didn't listen and you collapsed. Yeah. And we say, and we get it, it's bloody hard to rest and relax when you've got kids. But it also has to be the most important. It doesn't have to be lying in bed all day, not ignoring the kids, but it can mean maybe not taking them for the adventure, scooter adventure or whatever. Anyway, we might get into that on another episode, Mum Ways to Rest. Yes. Yeah, I've got a few of those. This episode was sponsored by Low Tox Home, our online program where you will learn how to make simple, natural swaps in your home to save money and improve your family's health in less than five minutes a week. For more information or to enroll, head to clairecarecreations.com forward slash Low Tox Home. All right, number five on our list is to spend some time in nature every day. Now, this doesn't have to mean, you know, going out to a park. It doesn't have to be quite as adventurous as that. Well, not that that's that adventurous, but spending some time in nature can just mean walking outside your door, putting your feet on the grass, or or even if you've just got, you know, a few trees next to your house, just going outside and spending some time in the fresh air and looking at the trees. Now it sounds really woo-woo hippie, but it's really grounding and makes such a difference. And if you can do it in a time when the sun's high in the sky, so you can get some vitamin D while you're at it, it really can make a difference to your health. And I'm just thinking back to when I had my firstborn, and this was maybe week two or three, that I can remember going to bed one night and realizing that I had not stepped outside the door of my house in four days I had not had any fresh air or any kind of interaction with anything nature wise in four days and I was not very well off for it so it doesn't have to be a big deal just something simple what what do you do Kylie I am near the beach so yeah we do we do make the most of of the beach when um 
even if it's not like it's not your typical beach day, but if the sun is out, it can be the middle of winter and I will rug the kids up, put them in waterproof clothing. Um, you know, we've got those big waterproof suits for kids and gumboots <laughs> and we will go to the beach and we will have a picnic and just give ourselves time to sit in nature. I think we, this, I don't remember where I heard it and I'm not going to remember the specifics of it, but it actually it, it is proven, I'm positive it's proven, um, that it actually affects the chemicals in our body. When we physically put our feet in grass, when we put our hands in I've soil, when well. we Must stand on sand, um, I feel like it's something to do with the positive and the negative ions. I know that the mm. beach is definitely to do with the yeah. positive and negative ions in your body um, and putting your feet in the stand and in the salt water actually changes that. But, yeah, it changes the chemical structure of your body to be at nature, which when you think about it, totally makes sense because before there was anything else, there was nature mm. and humans. So it makes nature. sense that we, we work together. We are one mm. in the same. Our yeah, cells exactly. understand nature's cells, like plant cells. So, yeah, it's not surprising to me. But um, it's, it's simple as that. Like for us, we don't have a massive backyard where we are now. We used to. And we used to make the most of picnics outside and things. But now we don't have a massive backyard. But if the sun is out, we will lay on the decking in the sun, have a picnic, feed in the grass, you know, whatever whatever we can do. Even just going out for a walk, even if you're not, like, taking your shoes off and putting your feet anywhere, mm. just getting out for a walk and seeing trees and seeing green grass. And there is nothing better. Like, if you think about the feeling that your body gets when you stand on a beach or you stand like looking out at the beach or if you stand in the middle of a massive paddock and all you can see are green rolling hills, there is nothing more relaxing than that. Your body physically responds to that. Well, mm. I, mine does anyway. And maybe yeah, I sound I a little bit crazy, mean. but but no. my body physically responds to those things. It's, it's almost like it goes, oh. I know what to do mm. here. Mm. I know how to be here. That probably sounds crazy, but I'm a little no, bit of crazy. It doesn't, <laughs> although, you know, I'm a bit of crazy as well. But, <laughs> um, oh, well, I'll share my, my little thing that I do or try and do every morning is we've got a very, very little veggie patch um, just outside our laundry. So I make my lemon tea in the morning and then I go and the kids and I do garden check where we just go, we've got at the moment it's strawberry season, so we've got some strawberries, so we see if there are any ripe strawberries. We say good morning to the plants, which my husband thinks I'm a complete weirdo. He caught me one day, he's like, are you talking to the plants? I said, yeah, I'm telling them to, thanking them for growing and telling them to keep growing. He goes, you're a weirdo. I said, I do it every day. My grandma taught me. <laughs> like, it's the most normal Did thing you? in the world. Yeah, she used to talk to her plants all the time. And And I bet you they survived. Her plants thrived. She had the most amazing little garden on her balcony of her unit. So, yeah, talking to your plants, not so weird, people. Not so weird. I'm telling – again, I swear I have heard this somewhere, that there are studies where they have actually tested these things. Yes, yes, yes. There were studies that that plants grow better when they are nurtured, like actually nurtured, spoken to. 
Yeah, see, my we're not just the making these up. <laughs> my yeah. plants need all the help they can get. If there is, I, this is what I need to do then. I need to start talking to my plants because apparently I have all these heavy-duty, like hardy indoor plants that really don't need a lot of attention, yet how do I keep killing them? So Kylie's nature homework is to... I'm going to start talking to my plants. plants and start I'm just going to start them. talking to them and see what happens. Yeah. There's mm. even a, a good tip for nature is getting an indoor plant. If you, yeah. If you maybe live in a unit or something. and Even if you don't chat live in a to unit, that in the morning. Getting an indoor <laughs> yeah. plant actually indoor um, plant. improves the, the air in your home, improves the oxygen maybe quality. Maybe we should have a bonus tip number six is to get an indoor plant because it yeah. makes such a difference on so many levels and I think there'll even be a whole episode on why. Yeah. Indoor plants are so amazing. We might try and get an expert to mm. chat a bit about that. See yeah. what we can find. But yeah, I'm obsessed with indoor plants now. Um, and you don't have to spend a fortune. You can get cuttings no. and all sorts of things. But yeah, yeah so easy to grow them yourself. Let's not get stuck five. in the rabbit hole of bonus tips because no. we'll end up with 20. Carly and I, as you will learn as the episodes go on, can go on and on and on once we get on a tangent. So... We're going to do our best not to do that. Yeah. We're going to stop it but, here. All right. No, we'll do a quick recap. So number one was um, being aware of fragrance and ditching the easy ones like your air freshener, um, reed diffusers, fabric softener, what was the other one? Scented candles. And number yeah. two? in um, Adding a serve of greens into your diet every day. Yes. Number three was water making sure you're getting enough water and there is actually a, a formula for this if you just google how much water should i have a day it tells you how much um you put in your weight and it tells you how much water you should be consuming for your weight mm. and whether you're breastfeeding or not or pregnant or not mm. yeah number four was listen to your body it is speaking to you and number five was spending some time in nature every day even if it's just five minutes just a little bit of time in nature chatting with your plants all right that's it from us top five bang for your buck health actions that are going to help improve your life and the life of your family thanks for joining us we'll see you next time thanks for listening to the natural life academy if you love this episode we would really appreciate if you would leave a little review for us and tell us what you think and if you want more from us, head over to Facebook and join the Natural Life Facebook group where we will share more tips, tricks, recipes, and of course, inspiration for your natural life.